I'm Victoria, a Catholic wedding photographer. And I'm Joe, a Catholic wedding videographer and photographer. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we're here to help you through it all. In this podcast, we'll cover topics like planning out a timeline, Catholic wedding traditions, and more. Our hope is that you'll find this podcast helpful in both your wedding planning and marriage preparation. Know that we are praying for you and your fiancé as you plan and prepare. Welcome Welcome to the Catholic Catholic Wedding Wedding Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Catholic Wedding Podcast. I am doing a solo episode today. So this is Victoria, um, and I'm doing an episode all about some uh, some of the things that I've learned in three years of marriage. So I'm going to be deep diving into just a few different things. Like I have five different kind of tips, I would say, uh, some things that I've learned over these years, which is kind of wild to think of that it's already been three years. Um, my husband and I got married November 7th, 2020. So it was during COVID times. It was towards the end of the year. It was actually a really beautiful day in November. I know it can be kind of hit or miss, but it was actually like 70 degrees out. It was like my ideal weather, which is awesome. (laughs) And yeah, now it's been almost three years, which is kind of, again, wild to think about. Um, So I am going to kind of just go into a few things that we've learned. Um, But before we get started, I figured I would just kind of go over some of the things that we've kind of experienced in our marriage um, this year, which again, it's our third year of marriage has actually been our like heaviest year of marriage. I know a lot of people say like, oh, their first year of marriage is the hardest that was not our case at all. Um, you know, obviously we had our challenges, we had our things that, you know, we had to work through obviously buying a house and just like in a new area as well. Cause we both moved to Ohio, like a couple months before we got married. So all of like those dynamics and new jobs and stuff. So like, there were definitely parts that, um, that were maybe difficult in our first year of marriage. And I'm sure that's a very real thing for a lot of people. Um, But I would definitely say, um, for us at least, our third year of marriage was actually the hardest. And I didn't actually intend to do this episode because of that. I think I had this on our list of like episodes to record. Um, Like I had this idea even before um, things were really hard. But I thought, wow, this is actually kind of perfect to to share some of the things that we've learned. Um, But this is going to be over like our entire three years of marriage. But just to give like a quick, like, I guess recap or understanding of why I'm saying that it was the hardest. Um, it wasn't the hardest because of like specifically our marriage, like me and Steven's marriage is like stronger than ever. Um, I don't, and I don't think it was weak before at all (laughs) by any means. Um, but it's definitely been super strong. Um, but we've had a lot of like suffering and a lot of trials, um, over this past year, um, particularly in like the last like six months of, uh, like our, three years of marriage, um, has been really challenging. Um, so most of you guys probably know this, Uh, maybe you don't. Um, but me and Steven have faced infertility, um, throughout our marriage. Um, so we, again, we got married in November. Um, we expected to have a really big family. 
Um, I shared a little bit about this. Actually, I did a whole episode about this. Um, you can kind of scroll back. I think it's episode uh, 13, but it's it's the episode um, uh, titled Carrying the Cross of Infertility. So I share a little bit more about that as well there. So you can definitely check that out. Um, but we had faced infertility for about two and a half years of our marriage, um, a little bit more than that. And then we were super excited because we found out that we were pregnant, which was like a shock and so exciting. Um, like definitely like did not expect it, especially after so many years of, well, two and a half years, which is such a long time, um, of, you know, trying to conceive, um, and then unfortunately, the joy was pretty short-lived because we did end up having a miscarriage, which I do plan to do um, an entire episode about miscarriage and kind of ways to, if you ever experienced a miscarriage or one of your friends do, um, fortunately, it seems to just be popping up, at least in my circle. I've, I have a few different friends that have had miscarriages um, after us, which is like completely devastating. So it, it's definitely something that is a very real thing. I think more people are like more willing to like share their experience and share their story, um, which I really appreciate. Um, so I, I will plan to do an episode about that. But unfortunately, we had our miscarriage. And when I had my miscarriage, um, I actually was out of town. I was in New Mexico. Um, so Stephen wasn't even actually with me um, when I miscarried, which was like a whole nother um, hardship in itself. Um, so that was that was what we experienced in June. Um, and that was obviously like the worst thing that's happened, um, like honestly, in my life. Um, but that was a super, super heavy cross. Um, it was right. It was literally like three days before Father's Day. So it was like also that dynamic as well. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll do a little bit more of a deep dive into that experience in an, its own separate episode. Um, but then a, a, like a month after our miscarriage in July, we actually got um, into a pretty bad car accident. We totaled our car and actually like we were okay, but like the car was not okay. Um, so we... Yeah, so we totaled the car and then a couple of weeks later, one of the most stressful things about totaling the car, obviously it's stressful anyways, but Stephen had to leave for military training and he needed a car and that was his car that we totaled. Um, so we had to like stressfully try to buy a new car within like the span of like a week, uh, like a week and a half. Um, and so we had to get a new car and then he had to leave for five weeks of military training. So he was gone for all of August. Um so those were like some three really heavy things that happened this year, kind of back to back to back. Um, the summer, the summer of 2023 was, was not it for us. It was not a good one. Um, obviously we got through it. Um, and we're, we're definitely sh really strong. Um, but it was, it was definitely the heaviest season that we've ever been in. Um, and there's still obviously grief. There's still a lot of trauma. There's still a lot of sadness, um, as you would expect after the loss of your child. So that I just wanted to give a little bit of context why I said that it's been the hardest year. It's not anything like between me and Steven. It's just the all of the events kind of surrounding us. Um, but yeah, let me let me deep dive into some of these tips and some things that I've learned. Um, but I just wanted to give that as context. That way you're kind of understanding 
like kind of some of the things that we've been through and kind of where some of this is coming from. Again, this is not going to be just over like the past year. It's going to be kind of like over these three years of things that I've learned. Um, so the first one is communication. And I know everybody says communication is like vital to a thriving marriage. Um, but you might be like, what does that mean? Or does everyone just say that? Because I don't know what else to say. But like, honestly, it is so, so important. Um, it's something that I've really developed over like the last three years of marriage. Um, like this whole time. And I'm like constantly like still having to remind myself to keep working on it. Because there's, you know, especially if you're in like a little disagreement um, at least for me, it's very easy for me to kind of revert to my like old ways of kind of my, my ways of conflict resolution in the past. And, um, you know, it's something that I've like continuously been working on, um, to obviously like just be a better person and be a better wife. So that has been a huge thing for us. Um, and I also realized like how important it is to tell your husband when things are wrong, and like, for me, when I get upset, like my natural instinct is when I'm upset, I kind of shut down or I start to like, um, mumble a lot, um, kind of get really quiet. And I've like, that's one of those things that I've been like really working on, like undoing, but that that's like a natural instinct for me to just revert to that. So I have to like actively not do that. Um, and yeah, like, I know, I know that like, instinct as well as just to be like, Hey, like my husband should know exactly why I'm upset or what's going on or why something is wrong or whatever it may be. But it's so important to just like express to your spouse, like what you need for them, what's going on. They, they, obviously they can't read your mind. Um, like to know, like also like their communication style, um, and kind of like find a way to meet in the middle because chances are, both of you don't have the same communication style. I know me and Steven don't. Um, so we've kind of learned kind of how to adapt to each other's um, and like meet each other in the middle. Um, so that's been really, really vital. I highly recommend checking out. We did a whole episode with Maisie about communication and she deep dived into that. Um, and that episode is so good about just kind of like learning your communication style and you obviously can change your communication style as well. Um, I think everyone probably has one that they've grown up with and they almost like feel like, you know, that's, that's just it, but obviously we can continue to work on ourselves to be better, to be, you know, com to communicate better and in the way that our spouse needs, um, so yeah, that's like the first thing that I definitely learned in three, the, these past three years of marriage and continuously learning and just how to communicate that, you know, that it's so important to just express and not, not leave my spouse, like guessing, like what's going on and actually like, you know, just, just explain like what I need from him as well. So that is definitely vital. So everybody who says communication, they are telling the truth. <laughs> um, the second thing that I've learned in three years of marriage is um, kind of going back to like explaining kind of what we've been through. Um, but the suffering that you face in marriage is like no other. And it can either bring you so close or it'll like tear you apart. And I know that sounds maybe like really intense, but you know, these are very real 
like sufferings that you'll experience. Um, not, not to say everybody is going to experience exactly what we've been through. Um, unfortunately, many will, many are right now experiencing, you know, similar crosses to us with an infertility and miscarriage. Um, some may, may just experience it, like infertility. Some may just experience um, miscarriage, but they're like, they're all so heavy. So it's not like trying to like compare our crosses or anything like that. Like, um, everybody also like adapts to suffering and experiences suffering in a different way. I don't know if you've ever seen the, um, the image of like the wolf, like the big wolf getting shot with like arrows. And then there's like the, like the baby wolf that gets shot with like one arrow and dies, like is down on the ground. And the the big one is shot with several arrows and is still standing. Like, it's a great way to just show like our suffering. It like, it depends on like the person. Um, so like some people may be able to withstand more than others. Um, and sometimes God just gives us different crosses that we think are way too heavy for us, but, um, we can, we can still do it. And he gives us, give them, gives these crosses to us for a purpose. Um, but kind of going back to what I was saying before is that obviously we faced a lot of hardship within our marriage. And, you know, these have been some of the hardest crosses I've ever faced in my life. Um, and they've really forced us like me and Steven to have some like tough conversations. Um, I actually remember seeing, I don't know if it was in a group or I think it was in a book as well, that like a lot of couples who go through infertility and miscarriage actually get divorced. Like there's an increased chance of divorce within those couples. And that's like obviously devastating and so, so sad to hear um, luckily, obviously within our faith, we know there's purpose to this suffering. So the suffering is not useless, but even as like a devout Catholic, obviously my, my faith and my mental health have been tested during these trials that we've been given. I think, you know, everybody, you know, no matter how strong your faith is, you can still feel like devastated and, and feel like beat down and sad when you you're given like cross after cross and they're very very heavy ones as well um so it's definitely given you know me and Stephen an opportunity to either grow closer together or further apart and you know thankfully by the grace of god and a lot of prayers and just like our really strong foundation of our marriage like we've become like rock solid um and like so concrete within our marriage i mean like we have we have really leaned on each other and leaned on god during this time um and kind of likewise how like suffering can bring you closer to your spouse or further same thing with god like it can bring you closer to god or further apart and one thing that i see a lot of people like kind of share is like that that god is good um whenever they're sharing like good news, right? So they're sharing like something like really amazing happened to them. Um, you know, like God is so good to give me this blessing, which is so true. But um, we also need to remember that like God is good all of the time, even when we feel so sad and feel so like heartbroken by some of the things that we're given. Um, so just like kind of just a reminder to just like keep your eyes on God and like never abandon him in this time of suffering. Um, especially like Our Lady of Sorrows has been a huge one for us as well. Um, cause she knows suffering so deeply. Like God knows suffering so deeply as well. Um, of course, Christ, you know, died for our sins. So he he knows 
like ultimate love and ultimate suffering. Um, so we can really lean on them during this time and any sufferings that you experience. Again, you might not experience infertility or miscarriage, but um, maybe it's like financial things. It could be like family dynamics. I know we're all given different sufferings and we will all go through suffering, not, not to scare anybody, but um, we, you know, we all have, you know, times in our life that you can probably like recall maybe this time in your engagement, you're just like, everything's great. Like life is on this like high of just like, I'm in love. I'm just so happy. Things are great. Um, which is like, obviously a great time to celebrate and give Thanksgiving to God. Um, so like, you know, not saying like, Oh, like doom and gloom, like bad things are coming your way. But, you know, we've all experienced these times where everything is just going right. And then everything shortly after starts kind of like kind of going wrong. Um, and again, not to like be doom and gloom, but, it, you know, it's just it's kind of like a fact of like our life as Catholics. Um, we are we are meant to suffer in this world. And suffering is a reminder that we're not actually meant for this world. Right. Um, actually, like, yeah, a priest had told me like when I explained that I was, you know, really struggling with the crosses I've been given. He said, like, um, he, he didn't just say this, he said other things, but one of the things that he, that really stuck out to me was just like, it's a reminder that this is the veil of tears. So, um, you know, if you've ever prayed like the hail, Holy queen, like that's one of the things we say is this veil of tears. And it's a reminder that we're not meant for this earth. Cause if, if everything was like perfect and everything went right all the time and like it was like a paradise on earth like we wouldn't actually want to go to heaven there would be like not really a lot of desire to um so a lot of the suffering you know puts our eyes on heaven and i've definitely definitely noticed that through all the suffering we've been through um in our marriage so and likewise it's got, like me and steven have like become so much closer because steven has really helped me especially like all the emotions that go through losing your child. Um, and you know, for him as well, it's like, you know, it's not just me that loses a child. We both do. And, um, you know, it's our, like our, been our lowest lows. Right. And I feel so, so much closer to him every single time that we do experience these sufferings, um, or we're reminded of it because it like really does renew your wedding vows. I mean, on our wedding day, we say for better or worse, and there's going to be great times and there's going to be hard times and sticking through both of those is what really counts and really does renew our winning vows. So, yeah, so I think that's the main stuff I wanted to cover in that. Um, it's a pretty big topic. I do want to do an episode about like kind of just suffering in general in marriage. Um, one, uh, one last thing I want to say is that um, the suffering that you experience, um, like we said, like, or like, like I said before, um, it's not meant for like nothing. And you can really use that to like serve obviously yourself, um, but also like in your spouse, but also like think to serve others with the suffering that you experience. So even though it's like so difficult to think of it in that way, sometimes um, like your suffering that you're experiencing right now could really help somebody else or yourself get to heaven and when you think of it in that way, it, it really does help like change your mindset a little bit. Um, okay. So that was tip number two. I know that was a little bit heavy. Um, so the next one is going to be a little bit more light or it's going to be a lot more light compared to that. Um, so number three is 
being a homemaker is fun and actually can be so much like joy and so exciting. Um, like I'll be honest. So the idea of being a homemaker was like never really appealing to me. I always wanted to get married ever since I was little, but the idea of like taking care of a home, especially cleaning, um, that was never that appealing to me. Now I'm gonna not gonna lie, cleaning is still not my strong suit. Um, it's still not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> um, but I have found so much joy in taking care of my home and like my husband in that way. Um, like obviously Stephen helps as much as he can, but he does work 24 hour shifts with the fire department. So he's not always home. Um, and when he is like, you know, he has other things he's working on as well, but he definitely helps so, so much, but, um, it's been really nice to be able to serve him in this way. Um, and like, I've really like just embraced it. Like the first year of marriage, I really didn't embrace it. I like did the bare minimum, but once I found like, there is so much more to homemaking than just cleaning, like all the recipes and the sourdough and like fermented foods and like just different things. And even just learning, I have one of my friends who's like teaching me about like different organization, like styles. Cause there's, you know, how we talk about communication styles. There's also like organization styles, which that has been really cool to like understand the way my brain works when it comes to like organizing. And it's just been like really beautiful. And like, I've really rekindled my love for cooking. Cause like I would get really bored of like seasonings and like just making the same thing like over and over again, like it's fine, but it gets kind of redundant. And um, yeah, I just like found like, oh, wow, this is so cool to like try new recipes and just like really embrace it. Like, I don't know, there's something so beautiful about it. So that's another thing that I've learned. Um, and like speaking of things that are can be super joyful, but also like maybe sound kind of overwhelming. Um, I know like most of you guys are still planning your wedding. Um, so maybe you're just kind of learning, like, you know, tuning into this episode to kind of like maybe get a jump start of some of the things that I like have learned over the three years. Um, but I did want to just share one thing that I genuinely wish I did have on my wedding day. So this is kind of like a side note, not marriage specific, but like more wedding day specific. But one thing, and I've shared this on the podcast before that I wish I had on my wedding day was a wedding planner um, because wedding planners can come in handy in so many different ways. Um, they really can help like de-stress and help you actually to focus on your marriage rather than your wedding day. So you can work on maybe some of the things that I'm sharing, um, kind of deep dive into it, maybe even journal about some of these topics um, during your engagement, rather than focusing so much on the the seating stuff or the decorations or whatever it may be, like planners can just really help with setting everything up with helping you along the way. Um, and our sponsor of this episode is White Lily Weddings. Um, Marie is the owner and she has several amazing coordinators um, throughout the United States and um, they do travel anywhere. So if they don't have a planner like in your state, they will come to you as well. Um, and they do want to offer a free second day, um, second day of planner to our listeners, which is a $500 value, which is really awesome. Um, so you just let them know that you heard about them through us and you will automatically get a, a free second day of coordinator. So that's super helpful. Um, but if, if it's not really in the budget for you, 
Um, you also can check out their free um, Catholic wedding planning planning checklist. Um, and it has, this, it's actually really cool. I, I downloaded it just to see what it was like. And it's just like all of these different lists of like, you know, the, the different aspects of the day, whether it be your reception at your church or your, you know, your photographer, like all of those things to make sure you, you know, you check your list off and make sure you don't forget anything. So highly recommend them. Thank you so much, White Lily Weddings for sponsoring. Um, okay. So I have two more things um, to go over. So I have five in total. So the fourth one um, is the honeymoon stage does not need to end. So kind of everybody says that the honeymoon stage will like be over at one point. I guess I can't say this for certain because me and Stephen have only been married for three years, which is in like in retrospect, it's going to be like a, a small number um, to the amount of years that we'll actually be married for. But I can say, I mean, we've been married for three years and I do not feel like we're like over the honeymoon stage. Um, so like obviously like the butterflies and like initial feelings that you have when you're dating um, start to kind of fade away. But like spark and love do not need to. We're actually out um, this is actually right before Steven left for the five weeks of training. And someone asked us like, oh, are, are you guys newly married? Um, and I was like, no, we're, you know, we've been married for, you know, almost three years now or, you know, about two and a half years. And they're like, oh, because you're just like so cute together. And I just thought that was like really sweet that they like could see our love for each other, you know, as like essentially like a stranger looking at us. Um and then actually we were out at church. Well, we were at a church event and I was hanging out with two, two of the other girls and they're both like newly married. Like they got married this year and a different woman um, that goes to our church mentioned to like us, she was like, oh yeah, like, you know, these are like the newlyweds, um, like newly married women. And she's like saying that I was still a newly married woman. Uh, she's like, well, you're not actually, but like you basically are because like, you're so in love with your husband and like, you're like, you're so like in love with each other essentially. And I thought that was like really cute, but also it's kind of a little bit sad because like, I feel like a lot of people think that like after a few months or a year of marriage, like the first few months, like you're so happy. You're so excited. Everything's fresh, which is true. Obviously, like you should hopefully be very, very happy, but that like after a while, like after a year, you're like, don't really like look happy anymore or like look in love anymore, which I think is really sad. And I really encourage you to like get rid of that mindset if you do have that or if like you've been told that because that is not necessarily true. Obviously, it is what you make of it. Um, but like you can absolutely still be so smitten in love with your husband like years after the wedding day. And like, like I've shared before, like our love has grown so much deeper and so much fuller that since our wedding day. And like, I'm, I'm genuinely so happy to like share the world that we like truly love each other. I really think like the world needs to see more of it, like more of like couples who like genuinely love each other. Um, that's kind of what my aim for my photography is as well to show the world that like a God-centered marriage is beautiful. It's radiant. Like these people are so in love. It's not going to like tear them apart or tear them down. It's actually going to bring them so much closer. And like they're actively happily pursuing this. Um, so I think like 
the world like needs to see that, especially in a world that like shares that like, you know, it, you know, marriage is like that ball in the chain situation. All right. And the last one that I want to share um, for things that I've learned in the three years of marriage is to be your husband's biggest cheerleader and also to actually trust him to be the leader of the family. This is kind of a two for one. I figured they kind of like went together. But I was actually at a bridal shower and the mom kind of was like the mother of the bride. It's actually really sweet. It was one of my brides who invited me to her bridal shower, which is like so much fun. Um, but so her mom was like, oh, at my bridal shower, we had we all shared like um, like tips for like the the married couple. And so she wanted to do that for her daughter as well. So we kind of all went throughout the table and shared kind of our tips of advice. And she shared the mother shared um her biggest tip was to be your spouse's biggest cheerleader and I love that advice I think that is so important I guess this isn't necessarily something that I've learned I feel like I've I've been pretty good about doing this through our marriage but when I heard her say that it just reiterated like okay yeah this is a priority like I need to make sure I'm like actively like cheering him on throughout like our marriage throughout this whole time because I know for me like especially like I'm words of affirmation that's huge for me like having a cheerleader by my side as my husband like means the absolute world to me um and I wanted to do that for him as well um so like when Steven comes in like he, he does a lot of like woodworking projects and stuff and whenever he comes to show me his projects I'm like I'm there I'm excited I mean I like I'm genuinely so excited to see those anyways but there's also the process of like programming the machine to do certain things or um going to Lowe's to get the supplies um like I'm not as into all of that stuff like Lowe's is probably somewhere I would like almost never go if I wasn't married to my husband um, because it's just I yeah it's just not really my place but I still want to go with him partially just to be with him but partially to like cheer him on to support him in his like endeavors and his projects um it's like really important to do that even if it's not really your thing and if there's a way to kind of you know try to to help with different things like I, like I'm sure like they would really appreciate it I know for my husband like um I don't really help him with like the woodworking stuff but sometimes we stain some of the items so I will help like with staining that and it's like a way and he really loves it because he can include me as well and we can kind of do stuff together um so that is like another aspect to it but just kind of being his biggest cheerleader has been really fulfilling and like I don't know. I I just feel like it just strengthens your marriage so much when you're like supportive of each other's hobbies and like rooting them on. And I know Stephen does the same thing for me for my photography. Um, like, you know, he's not like super interested in seeing like all of the photos from the weddings that I've taken, but he will happily sit there as I'm showing him the sneak peeks before I send it to my couple and ask his opinion. And he's like, cheering me on through that and it I really really appreciate it so that's like super helpful and then like the second part to that is like the you know trusting him to be the leader of the family so I know this might ruffle some feathers but like I really do believe the husband is meant to be the head of the household for a good reason 
Um, I don't think I ever like really doubted that, but like putting it into practice was way harder for me because I like to be in control of like the plan and what's happening and those kinds of things. Like that's something that is a challenge for me to not be in control. That's partly why like infertility has been so hard because there is like pretty much there's very minimal control I have over the situation, um, which makes it really, really challenging. Um, so like, as far as like with my husband for the, like making, like making sure that like, I'd kind of almost take a step back and like, let him lead. That was one of those things that was a little bit challenging for me. Um, my husband never asked me of this. Like Steven is like the most amazing husband. I know I'm biased, but he's just, he's like so incredible, but I knew for my own sake and like partially for my sanity and stress levels, like I knew like I was taking on too much. Like I was trying to control things that were not my really, really not my responsibility. Um, and like, once I like let my husband really lead and take like some of the bigger responsibilities. Um, I was like way less stressed. And also things just like naturally fell into place, how like how they were always meant to, like how God designed us. Um, so I really encourage you to do that as well as you enter into marriage. Like trust your husband. You, you know, you've chosen an amazing man to lead you to, you know, lead you to heaven, to lead you to God. Um, obviously this doesn't mean just like willy nilly, let him lead you or to not help as well. Like we're definitely still a team where, you know, and Steven asks me my opinion about a lot of things, but letting him kind of have the final say and kind of like letting him kind of take over certain responsibilities, um, has been like a huge burden off my shoulders and has helped me so much with my stress levels. So, um, I think, like I said, I think that's the way God actually really wanted it to be. So, um, but yeah, that's my five kind of tips of things that I've learned in three years of marriage. I hope this was helpful for you. Um, I hope that you, you know, hopefully took a couple of words of nuggets, uh, yeah, words of wisdom, I guess, (laughs) um, from what we, what I just shared over this episode. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Catholic Wedding Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email me at catholicweddingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also shoot us a message at Catholic Wedding Podcast on Instagram. And then definitely join the Facebook group, which is the Catholic Bride. We have over a thousand members in there of brides and vendors to chat with to help you as you're planning your wedding um, and be with you throughout this whole journey. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you guys next week. Bye.